0: Hello everyone! And welcome along to Championship Drill and our World Cup Daily Show. This is day three of the World Cup. Four games that we're going to talk about. Look ahead to tomorrow's matches: um, Argentina, Saudi Arabia, then Denmark played Tunisia, Mexico played Poland, and finally France played Australia. Um, I suppose a little World Cup news. There you were just you were just talking about potential uh, uh, news ahead of Friday's game is that Harry Kane could be of the World Cup.
1: Yeah. Completely out. Uh, they're doing a scan to see how bad it is.
0: And he's had ankle troubles his whole career. Yeah. Um, and getting kicked on the ankle isn't really a good thing for him.
1: No. So this will give a chance to Colin Wilson or Rashford to be their main you, man. You'd
0: hope. You hope that's what he would do. Yeah. But being so gay he might do something completely mental. You, don't <laughs> know. you
1: know,
0: but yeah, hopefully, hopefully, it gives Wilson a chance. Huge loss, I suppose. He is their captain, after all. Um, would be a big blow to the side. Uh, but, you know, these things happen. Hopefully, it's not too bad uh, for England's sake. But, uh, yeah.
1: I suppose uh, uh, the other news then is has finally sorted. Um,
0: yeah, uh, Ronaldo has terminated his contract at Manchester United. No more details than that, really. Well, so We don't the, know. Did they just tear it up? Are they going to pay him off? We have no idea. They won't no, it,
1: it, it's going to be a mutual consent. He doesn't get paid and he's gone. Yeah, uh,
0: so we'll wait, we'll wait and see. What, what, uh, it's good because what
1: Portugal. Portugal needed it before they played any matches.
0: They needed something, but also, you know, it's going to be a weird one for him because, you know, I don't know what clubs they're going to be able to take
1: him. Well, Sport Lisbon, as you said earlier, are the favourites.
0: I think Sporting Lisbon or Chelsea. Um, I can't see anyone else going for him. He costs too much money. He's toxic. Uh, yeah, he is thirty-seven. You you can't spend that kind of money on thirty-seven-year-old. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I I think it's either Chelsea or Sporting Lisbon, and purely because the Chelsea owner is mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's the only reason I can, I can think he could end up at Chelsea. Yeah. Um. Not because they need him or would want him really. No, I think the they want his would love to more than anything. That's it. Um, weird day of football. I missed the middle games, obviously, you got to see. It um, doesn't seem like I missed much. Oh, no, they weren't. Really. They weren't particularly. <laughs> but yeah. this morning, I did get to watch a, a game before I went into work. Um, Argentina, Saudi Arabia. It was a and, very, very uh, weird game, but it was a very entertaining game. <laughs> really entertaining. We talked about it in our previous show. We even talked about it yesterday. You know, not to underestimate Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Um, they qualified really well. Like we said, they finished ahead of Japan. They finished ahead of Australia. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not a bad side. Now that said, Argentina should have beaten them. I mean, <sighs> um, and according to um, uh, Nielsen, it's the biggest shock ever at a World Cup. Uh, based on the advantage. percentage of well, chance of victory. Yeah, and also the placement in the world. Um... Yeah. Um they claimed that there was an eight before kickoff they give Saudi Arabia beating Argentina an eight point seven percent chance of happening. Mm-hmm. Um the next closest one was when the USA beat England in nineteen fifty, which was a nine point five chance. Then we had Switzerland beaten Spain in two thousand ten, which was a ten point three chance, because that was a that was like the great Spanish team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um we had Algeria when they beat West Germany famously in nineteen eighty two had a thirteen point two percent chance. And when Ghana beat the Czech Republic in two thousand and six, there was a thirteen point nine percent chance of that as well. Uh which seems a bit ridiculous because that was a great any inside as well. So Well, yeah, um massive shock. Well deserved though. Yeah, no, you were saying it you
1: were saying you were saying but a little bit into it, you were saying it's great to see him having a go. Um yeah.
0: That, that's what I enjoyed. It. Yeah, that's what I really enjoyed. Um, and Abdullah Al amri at the back, what a player! Hmm. Quality. I mean, unbelievable as a, a as a defender, he was just everywhere. Even you know clearing the ball off the line and everything.
1: Yeah, he got a nine or ten on the end there. He was clear of the match. Um... It was
0: unbelievable. It, it was. It was one of the great centre-back performances. It reminds you of um Paul McGregor's Italy in 94. Yeah, He was just everywhere the ball came, he was just there. Yeah, um, Brilliant performance. Two <laughs> cracking goals as well.
1: Yeah, um, the second one in particular, I know he could have used his right hand to dive, but he's not comfortable on it either. Uh,
0: no, no. And I mean, I, I think even if he goes with the other hand, he's not getting to it anyway. It was just a brilliant shot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Argentina had chances. I mean, the keeper as well played out of his skin.
1: Uh, yeah, and there's a few off the line chances as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he made five or six saves in the match, um, which is a lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, and yeah. Argentina just looked kind of flat a little bit. They uh, kind of got to a point in the second half where they were just like giving the ball to Messi and expecting him to take on seven players by himself. Yeah, it's just when you watch it, when you watch the second half,
1: you realize how old and aging this team is. Yeah, yeah. Um, it did not look good, and they just didn't. They look.
0: They didn't. They didn't. No, I will. I will caveat. It's only the first game to World Cup. They dominated possession. They had way more shots. Like they deserved to get something out of it. It was just brilliant defending and goalkeeping that stopped that from happening, and two fantastic goals. Yeah. Um. But I will say the last time they lost their opening of the World Cup was, um, I think, in Italia '90, uh, when they like were shocked when they lost to Cameroon mm. in the opening uh, game of the World Cup in Italia '90, and they ended up making the final of Italia '90. So it's uh, not all doom and gloom yet for Argentina.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but like. Did he
0: have three goals disallowed? Yeah, uh, was it three? Definitely two that I can remember. I remember a messy one and there was two. There might have been, a yeah. Messi back. had one disallowed. Martinez had one disallowed. Two. He had two disallowed, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And there was one that was like the tightest offside call I think I've oh, seen ridiculous. in a long
1: time. It was ridiculous.
0: It was He like... was offside by about uh, the width of like uh, a fingernail I'd like, Yeah. Uh, but if they're going to use VAR and they're going to use it that way that the new VAR wall thing is, works, mm-hmm. then they're going to have to just go with it and say, "Look." But to be fair, what it
1: is. to be fair, Martinez knew the ball that was coming. He should have been way on. Yeah, like, I mean it
0: was. Uh, yeah, it's not like he was inside the box offside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was a distance from goal. He should have. He should not have been offside or even close to it because no. he had the pace on the defender. And yeah. uh, but I was very impressed with how. I know commentators were saying, oh, that's very dangerous playing a high line like that. But was it? I mean, they clearly knew what they were doing. Mm. I mean, the linesman, and all he was doing for the first half was putting his flag up. Yeah. They were clearly well drilled. And one of the things we talked about in our previous show as well is their manager, mm. um, Renard, um, who's basically, other than tiny spells in club management, has only coached at international level. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's won he won the AFCON with Zambia. Mm-hmm. And then he won it again yeah. with Ivory Coast years later. He's a good manager and he got his tactics spot on, pushing them up the pitch in the first half so that Argentina weren't just attacking them wave after wave after wave. Yeah. It is a risky game to play because, like you said, if Martinez times one of those runs better, yeah. he's in behind. But, you know, he didn't. And the offside worked and they played high up the pitch and it allowed them to get on the ball further up the pitch. Fair play home. um Um. Also, I'll say, Argentina, a little fortunate in their goal, that, that, to me, can't be given as a penalty. It's going to happen. I mean, if that's a penalty, there's going to be like, we're going to go back to, remember, VAR to start at the last World Cup, where, like, in the first week or so of the World Cup, or the first few games, there was, like, four penalties a match.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. For exactly that reason, for someone holding someone in the box from a corner. If you start giving penalties every time someone's held in the box for a corner, we're going to have nothing but penalties every time a corner comes in. Exactly. So um. Different. It was ridiculous. You know, it's not like he body slammed him onto the floor, um, which was kind of the case with Harry Maguire yesterday and he didn't get a penalty. Mm. Uh, it was, you know, it was like something the Undertaker would do in a WWE match on Harry Maguire. Um it wasn't far off a, a tombstone pile driver they gave him as the cross was coming in. <laughs> but he didn't get a penalty. Um he couldn't get a penalty for that. But uh, oh, for you know, what the Argentinian lad was like barely you ran he got a hold of him. He goes down. For work rate, they deserved the win. They did, and the way they defended, it's you know, and they were put under pressure. Yeah. Um. And I loved it, like, like the time wasting and the way they did the time wasting and everything like that. But they're going to. They're two one up against Argentina in mm. the World Cup. Every team in the world is going to start time wasting. Exactly. And um, what I did find about this, though, and we had it yesterday when we were talking about the goalkeeper. Um, for a run that never should have been allowed to continue after he got hit in the head there was one in this match where it was near the end of the game and okay Saudi Arabia had been time wasting but the, the defender and their goalkeeper both went for the same ball yeah. the goalkeeper clearly needed him in the head and he was out cold on the ground the defender and the referee allowed play to continue yeah. and he That's played fair. on for about a minute or, or so before eventually he stopped play um, and you could see the goalkeeper screaming for um, medical help. And mm. the player obviously had to go off in the end, and thankfully he got up, but clearly concussed. And who knows, he could, you know, that could have been a very bad situation that could have been made a lot worse by the referee not stopping Clay for a head injury.
1: Exactly. and It was almost was like that, a, fight a fight kid van one years ago. Um, yeah. Just for a visual, because I know we're on audio. But yeah. um just if you remember that Bosnich took Klinsman out yeah. in the nineties. Yeah. It was very similar.
0: Yeah, it but was a, you know
1: one player though. That's the
0: accident, but it was a knee to the side of the head, which is very and you could tell he was out cold. It yeah. took them a minute or two to get him like back around again. Yeah. And obviously he had to come off. But it was like, I don't know, did the ref think he was going down just time wasting? Did he not see it? Mm. I mean, you could see the guy wasn't moving, he wasn't faking it. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was very poor refereeing mm. and then um, because of that stoppage we were supposed to have what like 8 minutes of stoppage time We played it went
1: down to about 12 yeah
0: Oh, it was ridiculous how much extra he added on anything to try and get Argentina a goal at the team,
1: yeah, it uh, yeah. didn't
0: happen and um, a great win for Saudi Arabia and the World Cup I suppose is all about these, these kind of results these kind of shocks and it throws the group wide open now especially after the other result that came I, I, later in the day that we'll talk about yeah, I suppose
1: we should talk we should talk about that match now because we can come back to the other one because this is part of the
0: part of the same group here, yeah. yeah. Um, um, nil all Mexico and Poland. Yeah, like it wasn't very good.
1: Um yeah. both sides evened themselves out because it was like the other day we were ten to two halves. I thought Mexico were good in the first half. Uh Poland were better
0: in the second half. Um, yeah. I get I get that. Um Penalty for Poland. Was a penalty. Like people are trying to say what Ochoa. It wasn't. Yeah, Ochoa, Mexican goalkeeper. Great World Cup the last time he was in one. Yeah. And a great performance here again by all accounts. Yeah,
1: saved a penalty. And the thing is they were trying to say it was the office line, but it was very close.
0: It's hard. VAR would have stopped it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't I, think anyone covered themselves in glory in this match. Looking, looking at I, the highlights, no, it wasn't great. Like, wasn't great. Nothing major
1: happened besides yeah. that empty, and yeah. you bet your house on Lewandowski. But as Lewandowski has never scored a World Cup goal, is that true? Yeah,
0: it's quite possible. Yeah, yeah,
1: he's had if, like 12 and and Yeah,
0: I mean, and certainly you think from the spot he's going to be able to get one, but didn't. Um, um, Raul Jimenez from the, the things I saw looked like he played okay. Irving Lozano, on, a little yeah. bit dangerous. Um, a lot of what I read, read about the game rather than what I saw from the highlights because they didn't show many highlights of him. was a lot of people thought Maddie Cash had a great game for Colin.
1: Yeah, yeah, what um, they were missing, both teams were missing like uh, Christian Ericsson. There There's no creative yeah. juices. I suppose
0: the, the question really of the game. For this group as well, now going forward, it's going to be um, kind of a case of Saudi Arabia were so up for the yeah. Argentinian match and yeah. they threw themselves around and they, you know, they bullied Argentina essentially. They really did bully them. And I suppose it comes down now to are they going to be able to get themselves up for that twice more and yeah. for the same intensity? Because that's not easy to do.
1: Not at all. Um, is, so it's, is, it, is, uh, it is. Argentina will be will be uh, lucky tonight.
0: <laughs> but if you say Argentina bounce back and they beat Mexico and Poland, yeah. um, that means that you know, Saudi Arabia lose to Mexico and Poland, that would put like you know goal difference down to Mexico and Poland. Yeah. Also, but had, but the way Saudi back Arabia back? played today, I'm yeah. not counting them out from getting something off both Mexico and Poland. I reckon they might end up with four points. And that might be enough in this group. That
1: be exactly. That might just be enough.
0: Um and the thing with Saudi Arabia too, I suppose the bad news is their captain went off injured during the game. He was in crutches, bandaged up after the match. Mm. Um he's gonna be a big loss for the Saudis. Yeah, massive. Um, but nothing of note really for Poland and Mexico, like only I said. Just,
1: only said, that the penalty was so bad, like he, yeah. he should have buried it forever for a guy his yeah. Of his talents, yeah.
0: but Achoa obviously in gold from Mexico is a character. Um, thirty-seven year, 30, years, years old. Yeah, I mean he is just a character. He always has a. Um, it seems like he just shows up at a World Cup and is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, he
1: is. To be fair. Um,
0: and they've always when you think back to um, what was his name that was there before Campos? Was it?
1: Oh, uh,
0: multicolored jerseys. Yeah. Right. Uh, they've always had quality goalkeepers, the Mexicans. And uh, yeah, um, not a lot else happened. I saw Alexis Vega had a hitter in the first half that he almost scored with, but not a lot of um, chances. Lozano hit one straight at the keeper. Four teams are kind of even and they reflect. fair.
1: Yeah. It, was, it was probably. Yeah. I want to say it was the poorest game, but I actually thought that the Denmark was worse than it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we we might as well go on to that game then. Yeah, I talked about Tunisia. Um the worst game of the World Cup so far. Yeah, there was three or four things that I took note.
1: Yeah. But, um the lads missed the sitter, I Andreas Carnelius. I've no idea how he missed it. Uh right. for about a yard out he missed. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, um four yeah. teams had of goal disallowed. allowed.
0: Yeah.
1: Um besides that well, actually no. There was one thing at the end as well in the 95th minute where the ball bounced around in the box and yeah. somehow hit one of the defender's hands, and I thought Denmark were going to get a penalty, but thankfully it didn't, they didn't happen. Thankfully they didn't because it was being very harsh.
0: It was I mean, one, of harsh those where,
1: one of those where it kind of bounced around, bounced off his knee, and then went up, hit him in the hand. Yeah, his fall.
0: Looking at the match stats, you'd say Denmark kind of boxed it in terms of the, hand, the, shots, yeah. on, the, the shots on target and the possession. Yeah. But Tunisia had 13 shots of their own, just not very many on target. Yeah. In the first half, they were quite good. I thought, you know what, they got a boost from Saudi Arabia beating Argentina. It yeah, seemed right. like that. And then, like we talked about Tunisia before it coming in. What Tunisia are is they're hard to beat. Yeah,
1: Exactly. Uh, are they the, team, pretty are pretty they, they the team that drew at Mali and they'll all twice? And they... Yeah, they're, they're,
0: they're <laughs> the crowd that scraped their way through. Yeah. yeah. Um, they basically so... no goals in all the games and then they won. A yeah. Game. But that's it. They're good at this. They're good at getting a draw. Yes. And we said in this group that's going to be a tight enough group as it is. Yeah. Um, Tunisia have the potential to be spoilers for somebody. Yeah, just to get and draws. This yeah. result might be enough to stop Denmark winning the group. Yeah, and
1: then they be playing. They could be playing England.
0: Yeah, uh, which I don't think they'd fancy because England beat them in the Euro. Obviously, no. um, and the players would all know each other pretty well. Um, yeah. but would the coach Tunisia out of this group? Uh, not necessarily. No, I
1: mean, um, they
0: still got to play Australia. I think they so. could sneak
1: a one nil against Australia. Like they really. Yeah.
0: and then it comes down to how do Denmark do against Australia, and how do both these teams do against France. Yeah, exactly, and
1: I and where where how France went tonight, it'll be very tough,
0: very tough. Yeah, nothing much of note in this one, I suppose. Um Christian Eriksen, I suppose that was the big thing—him being back after obviously what happened to him he at the Euros. Well. Um kind of emotional for him, I suppose, to be back. Yeah, uh, pretty good performance from him other than obviously he's talented. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if this is something, but in the Euros, Denmark obviously had a great run. Mm-hmm. But they were like they were underdogs the whole way through that tournament, as such. No one expected them to do anything. Yeah. And then after what happened with Ericsson, everyone kind of rallied around them as well, mm-hmm. um, hoping that they do well. And they got all the way to semi final. But in a game like today, where they're the heavy favourites, yeah, uh, it's a different kind of pressure.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. But to be fair as well, like the crowd as well were against them. Yeah, um, which they will be in that side of the world.
0: Well, they will. I mean, they're going to be going for it. You're going to have more Tunisian fans there, um, and yeah. I think people in and I think neutrals in general are always going to cheer for the underdog.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, but yeah, so like you said, big moment of the game. Really, both teams to goals allowed for offside, rightly yeah. so. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I suppose oh, yeah. we have to trust technology, like we yeah, said. no, no. You could see
1: even before they put up the light. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're um
0: off- and. The big, I suppose, the big moment of the game is that one, like you said, Cornelius missed from a yard out or whatever yeah. it was. You said, well, it's the ninety-fifth minute penalty because that could went
1: either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if that if Denmark won that game on the ninety-fifth minute, it would have been so harsh. And-
0: yeah, and how unusual is that for the this day and age? But when a ref goes to the monitor, he gives the penalty. Yeah, he like so far in this World Cup, he's given every one of them but that one. And I think every time they've gone to the Manor in the Premier League this season, they've given penalty. Yeah,
1: it's
0: very rare. Uh, very rare that he's going to stick with his original decision. Um, but the thing is, well, like I, I wonder. But you said was you worried. weren't too sure about it. Yeah. Uh, it so you know? you'll watch it when you when you get a chance. Yeah. yeah. One of those that that could go either way. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that the referee stuck to his decision. Yeah, me, me too. We we yeah. need some of that. Yeah, yeah, Where it's not just V A R calling the shots where the ref on the pitch was the one there the whole game with the players who saw it in real time. Because sometimes these handballs and things can look a lot worse when you're like slowing it down into super slow motion and and all that kind of thing. So yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So yeah, group wide open there um as well because of the evening game that we just watched. Mm, um it yeah. looked early on, it was like gonna be it was a day for kind of shock results. And my God, this would be the biggest shock of them all, um, when uh, Goodwin put Australia ahead after nine minutes.
1: Yeah, I was shocked at defending, like but...
0: poor defending. And I don't understand, given the form the French defenders are in, how yeah. William Saliba isn't playing for France.
1: Yeah, it makes no sense.
0: Uh, I really don't get it. Another injury as well for them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they just don't seem to have uh, any luck with injuries. I mean, yeah. I mean, so many players out injured, and Hernandez lasted about nine minutes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Sadly. Yes.
0: I mean, it was in the build-up to the Australia goal. I, he just kind of fell awkwardly.
1: Mm. Hopefully, he's not going to miss the world the rest of the tournament.
0: Hopefully not, but it didn't look good when you're taking someone off after nine minutes, like for something that wasn't a kick. It's not like someone kicked him. He mm. just went over by himself.
1: Yeah that's um, all
0: well, France didn't panic no um uh, I thought for maybe about you know 10 minutes after Australia scored France were a little bit vulnerable it was like they just didn't know how to play or something yeah uh, and they kept it was like they kept trying to play a long ball for Mbappe to run onto and there was like yeah. no room for that yeah
1: exactly uh, just but they the
0: eventually box. settled down and started moving the ball around. You know what I and... love about France's
1: performance tonight that you rarely see in these days. Yeah, There's a lot of crosses into the box. Uh, yeah. the modern, really well the modern game doesn't do that. Yeah, exactly. They scored two goals from crosses. Is it?
0: It was a wonderful ball in. Yeah, Rabiot scored equalizer. Uh, nice header. It was. It was a great header from Rabiot. Uh. Bullyheader, unsavable. And then five minutes later, like you're ho- like if you're an really Australian fan there at that stage, you're hoping, look, let's get to half time if we can. Yeah. And like four or five minutes later, rabido puts it on a plate for Giroud to hit into an empty net mm. for his fiftieth French goal. And then Mbappe gets his goal after half time. Yeah. And then Giroud wraps it up with a, a typical Giroud goal in some ways, you yeah. know, just out muscling the defender in the air to head it home. For his 51st goal, which makes him now the joint highest goal scorer because
1: he doesn't he doesn't get the recognition he deserves.
0: No, 51 goals now for France draws him level with Thierry Henry yeah. as yeah. their most ever. If he scores one more goal in this tournament, he will become France's all-time top goal scorer. Yeah. And, and I like said I don't he think he, think he ever get gets the recognition he deserves. Oh, no, he doesn't. No, that said, in that year Leicester won the league in the Premier League. Had he, you know, been in this kind of form for Arsenal, that season, Arsenal would have run away with the league. But for some reason in that season, um, he was more likely to hit the corner flag for a spell of it than he was the back of the net when he hit a shot. <laughs>
1: yeah. But
0: uh, you know these things happen, and you know he good season last year helped AC Milan to win the league for the first time in however many years it was. Yeah, and good. he's just been so good ever since France have uh, relied on him. Used to be got um, better with age. He does. It's it's and he's just he's like a penalty box striker now more than anything else. Yeah. And he knows how to finish. Yeah. Um, and if you can give him the service, he's so big and so strong. Um he, he's kind of like uh you know, uh, your man more, key for more. He's kinda right. like just a better version of Kiefer Moore. Like he's 36. Just so, so big and strong. Um but he's good with his feet as well, and he's just a good finisher in the box. If you can give him the service, he'll score goals Mm-hmm. And France looked really impressive, but I would caveat that with I think Australia are probably the next worst team in the World Cup to Qatar. Yeah, yeah, uh, um,
1: yeah they're definitely not going to qualify. Um, no,
0: I mean I I like even though I know Iran got hammered yesterday, I think Iran are a better team than Australia. Hmm.
1: Um
0: yeah. I, I don't yeah, think that this Australian team are very good.
1: No, uh, but no, it was a, it was a weird one. though there was a. There's a lot of positives of France, but I thought there was a lot of... Um, I don't think their midfield or defence is good enough if they come up against...
0: No, and I, I do think they have to get William Saliba into that defence because he's just so powerful and so strong and so quick that he can get them out of so many of those problems. I think as well, you know, Hugo Lloris on goal for them, he's prone to the odd error here and there,
1: mm-hmm.
0: especially the last few seasons exactly so yeah like you said there's weak points in this French team but I mean you look at the players they have missing and um, if we go through them there Benzema is gone Um Kimpembe Kanté, and Cuckoo and then Hernandez off after nine minutes yeah Um like, that's know. some players to be missing yeah. and okay they are relying on a 36 year old Olivier Giroud but like we said he is now their joint leading goal scorer of all time and he just scored two goals. In, you he know, knows where to be in the right places. He doesn't need yeah. to run around. Yeah, I mean, you know, you have someone like him who can score those goals if a team sits deep. Yeah, And then if a team is like, well, we're not going to let Giroud score from us, we're going to play a higher line. Well, then you have the pace of Mbappe in behind. Yeah, exactly. And that's where France are really dangerous for me. Is who do you want to beat you? Do you want it to be Mbappe or do you want it to be Giroud?
1: Yeah, 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 exactly
0: uh, Because, you know, you defend deep, Giroud is going to be a danger You but push high up the field, Mbappe is going to be a danger In the second half, they were absolutely amazing, France Yeah, the way they moved the ball around I mean, it could have been, let's be honest, it could have been 6-7-8-1 Yeah, it was actually better than the England performance This is the best It was really go good. Far, yeah. I mean, they had 27 or 23 shots on goal, France yeah. Seven on target Australia had one shot on target, which was their goal and you know sixty-three percent of the possessions. Uh they were very floppy in the first half, it gave the ball away a lot. So, like you said, the second half, I'd say that possession percentage was closer to 70% in the second half. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Let's have a look. Uh, second half. Let's see. I was curious.
0: Yeah. Uh fine. Maybe uh, do. The... They just passed it around so easily in that second half.
1: Yeah, yeah. Seems to be about 70, all right. It's gone up to about 70.
0: Yeah, I mean, they just seem to always have the ball. Uh, were you impressed with them? I mean, we. Yeah, I know that this as... is the
1: most impressive performance yet uh, out of about every, any team that was playing so far. Uh, I know Brazil so. have to come, and there's a few more. But... Have to have come.
0: Portugal have to come. And...
1: Spain tomorrow.
0: Spain tomorrow, Germany still have to play and like we said in our build-up show no idea what to expect from Spain or Germany yeah, Spain exactly. could be brilliant yeah. Germany could be brilliant or they both could be very average yeah. Like it's just so hard to know I, Like we know Spain's attacking threat is going to be fun to watch yeah. but it's what are they like at the other end of the pitch um, um, exactly. so we'll wait and see I suppose so and we might, might as well Belgium, look ahead you Belgium, so, that is one yeah, look, yeah, and again, Belgium are one of those where what's going to happen. So I suppose we should probably um, have a look ahead to those games oh, that yeah. are tomorrow. Um, Morocco, Croatia. I think this is a tough one to call. Um, Normally, I would say Croatia, I mean, but. Yeah.
1: It's, 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 yeah, you're right. It could go either way.
0: Morocco have good players, like you said. Like we've already talked about them, like Zajic and people like that. I mean, they're not a bad team. Yeah. Um and I do think they could pull a surprise in this group, but this is the toughest group to call because literally any of the four teams could win it. Any of the four teams could finish bottom. Yeah. Um they're all capable of beating each other, I think.
1: Yeah, Belgium aren't as good as
0: people who kind of praise them for. No, I mean they're very slow at the back, and like we said, the one thing Morocco and Canada have is very pacey front players. Yeah. Um so it's gonna be interesting to see. Morocco Croatia Hard one to call. I'm gonna go for like a score draw on this one. Yeah,
1: I'm same. I I
0: I can't I can't pick. I can't deal with two more nil all draws. I, know, I um, so I want so I, I, I want I want score. I want some goals tomorrow. So I'm gonna go for a score draw on that one. One all or two all maybe. Um. Then at one o'clock in Group E, we have Germany playing Japan. Uh, I, I think
1: this is going to be uh, Japan's Japan score first and Germany win.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be like an odd goal. I think Germany will win by one goal. I don't think they're gonna blow Japan away. No. Oh. Um I think yeah, I think like that maybe a two-one Germany. Yeah, something just, like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, then we have the aforementioned Spain playing against Costa Rica. Um this is gonna be this, this is gonna be like attack versus defense, really. Yeah, it's gonna be a um, tough one. To but pass. Costa Rica qualified for the World Cup on the back of having one of the best defenses in that region. Um they are very good. They do have, in in uh, Navas, one of the best goalkeepers in the world, even though he's getting up there in years now. Yeah, but that Spanish front line is frightening. The young I, I, players. I'm going to say forward into Spain. I think it's going to be a hammering as well. I think it's going to be similar to this the France-Australia game we just saw. I think Spain are going to just totally dominate the match. But that doesn't um, necessarily mean they're going to win it. The World Cup, people be like, oh,
1: they're so good. They're so good. No,
0: no. <laughs> but they should be beating Costa Rica. Um, And the the danger for Spain is when they come up against a team that can also attack, because I think their weakness is going to be at the back. Exactly. Uh, Then finally, tomorrow night, Belgium against Canada. A game I'm kind of looking forward to. Uh, Canada obviously won the group uh, uh, to qualify ahead of Mexico, ahead of USA. Mm. There's something about that Canadian team. And, you know, they're on a high. They're co-hosting the next tournament. And like you said, Belgium are kind of ageing. Now, Belgium should win this game. But it's one of those where the two lads up front for Canada are very quick. Yeah, like, and they're also as well as
1: Jonathan David's on the transfer um, yeah. shop list. So.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, they're frighteningly fast, those two up front for them. Um, and if, if Belgium are pushing players forward to try and get a goal, they're in danger of being hit in the break. 100%, yeah. Um, so, it's one of these games where I think uh, it, it's going to be an interesting watch. I think the first goal is going to be crucial. I think it's a Canada win, to be honest. You think Canada going to surprise people? This is tomorrow's surprise. that wouldn't shock me as yeah. much as Saudi Arabia beating Argentina, yeah. but it would shock a lot of people. I think. Um, I do think Canada are going to like be a tough game yeah. for Belgium. I think if Belgium score first, they could win a three Yeah,
1: Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. I think if
0: Canada score first, Canada win it. Yeah, they just they have good, as you said, they
1: they really are going to play on the break. I think because of the way they're yeah. playing.
0: And I think if they score one, they'll win the match because I think they'll catch them on the break a second time. Um, But I think if Belgium score and Canada then have to come out and play a little bit, I think Belgium might pick them off for another couple of goals. Um, You know, All things being equal, I do think Canada have a good chance tomorrow, but I think Belgium will do it just purely based on uh, one of their best players, Kevin De Bruyne, who's one of the best players in the world, is in amazingly good form this season. Uh, and he's the kind of player who has that ability to, you know, do nothing for 60 minutes and then score two goals in 10 minutes. That's, that's or, You know, it. set up two goals in 10 minutes Exactly. Uh, suddenly turn it on. And, you know, but like you said, um, Davies there, London Davies, for, uh, playing in Lille in France, I believe. Um, definitely Especially now as United are in the forward
1: line, they're going to be looking for someone.
0: There, uh, there, and there, there's a few forwards, to be fair, putting their name out there. But yeah, he could be one. Great goal scorer in France.
1: He scores two tomorrow against a very good Belgium side, and he plays yeah. well. Surely yeah. they must be watching him.
0: Yeah, and David as well. Then from um, Bayern Munich is going to be. I think that's going to be a very good game to watch.
1: Yeah.
0: Because I think Belgium are going to have a goal, and I think, like I said, I think Canada can hit them on the break. I think it, it could be. Uh, I think it could be a very exciting match to watch tomorrow night. Yeah. Exactly. So we'll we leave it for now um, and we will be back after Belgium Canada tomorrow where we will have a look to Friday's games which will include uh, England playing USA, Wales, were, um, Holland are playing again. Um, you were saying that we might have a guest with us on Friday night. We might have a guest with us on Friday night. Um, JP might be joining us, he's going to see if he can, if he can work work things out, uh, big England fan so it'll be nice to have him on after England play USA uh, to see his reaction to whatever the result may be and just get his thoughts on, on England in general for the World Cup and yeah. obviously if anyone from any other country wants to come on and join us after their team plays uh, just let us know
1: yeah. just send us a message on Twitter or
0: whatever that's it but we'll leave it there we'll be back with you again tomorrow, thanks everyone for listening